We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. McPherson on the fan, a five-hour KM to AM again. You guessed it. Maybe you had off today for President's Day. Happy holiday to you if you did. Uh, I guess I always have off during the day, but I work the night shift, so here I am. We've got plenty to talk about, as you've heard all day and obviously through the weekend. And we'll get all of your calls in. We'll get to all of the top stories tonight. I'll have a couple guests join me so you don't have to be stuck listening to just me. I know, six straight days. What were they thinking? <laughs> they were thinking there's no NBA games. It's the all-star break. I'm blessed. I'm thankful for the opportunity. Let's get it, man. Let's have a good show tonight. Eddie Gonzalez will join me at 9 p.m. to talk NBA NBA All-Star break. If you don't know who Eddie Gonzalez is, he's known as Bansky on NBA Twitter, Nets Twitter. He is Kevin Durant's right-hand man. They have a successful podcast together together called The Etceteras. And Eddie and I are friends. We've known each other for a couple years now. I remember Eddie giving me some solid advice uh, at the last job I was in before this one. And uh, Eddie's nice enough to join us tonight at 9. Dan Duggan will join us at 10 p.m. because obviously we got to talk Daniel Jones and maybe even a little Derek Carr with him. The Jets and the Giants both looking for quarterbacks? Nah, but both talking about quarterbacks as we're looking at the quarterback market. The NFL is king. I told you guys last week the NFL ends and the storylines don't end. We think about the NFL all day every day. And uh, we've got to talk through some things tonight. I know everyone did a good job talking through it today, but maybe you didn't get in today. Maybe you didn't call and get through on the line and you've got something to say. 877-337-6666. We'll get plenty of calls between now and 9 o'clock before I have my guests at 9 and my guests 
at 10. And I guess I'll start off with Daniel Jones. And I'm looking forward to talking to Dan Duggan, who covers the Giants, about Daniel Jones. So the rumors around Daniel Jones from this weekend, and they're not rumors, they're confirmed, but Jordan Renan put out there that Daniel Jones is in the process of making an agent change with his new contract, free agency on the horizon. Uh, he switched from CAA to athletes first. Hmm, interesting time to be switching your agency. And then reports come out that Daniel Jones is seeking 45. I don't even care to go all deep into that. I'm just going to give you my thoughts and my take on this whole thing. Uh, first off, I'll say that the Giants didn't know uh, with this new regime what they were getting with Daniel Jones, right? Because they could have just picked up his option for $22.3 million, but they needed to see. They needed to see on their own. They needed to see with their own eyes what this guy was made of and what he could potentially be. And all I heard about him this past season was that he led by example. He's the first one in, last one out. When other guys are on vacation during the bye week, he's trying to get better. And I look at Daniel Jones as the future of the New York Giants. But I don't look at Daniel Jones as a future $45 million quarterback in this NFL. I understand business. I understand negotiations. I understand that you put this out there to the media, especially as you're making a change in your representation. You put this out there that you're going to start at $45 million, But you don't expect Daniel Jones to command $45 million. They're going to come down from there. And Daniel Jones seems like the nicest guy. He seems like the nicest kid, like not a greedy guy and not a mean me guy. Also not a guy that's going to hold out or put up a fight here if this takes a while. And I say that to say this, it is February 20th. Black History Month will be over like that, shortest month of the year. And then we'll get into March and the new league year and the combine and the draft and all of that. Let it play out. You don't need to know exactly what Daniel Jones is going to make today but I think that he wants to be here I think that he has fought through all of the nonsense all of the people doubting him the turnovers uh, his self-inflicted wounds with the fumbles and the interceptions the losing and to finally break through with a new GM and a new head coach this guy does not want to go anywhere he wants to be the quarterback of the New York Giants and I think the New York Giants want him to be their quarterback as well he's a captain on this team they will get him signed. You do not want to use the franchise tag on Daniel Jones. Again, with Jones, let it play out. I'm not even going to entertain conversations about him potentially going to Carolina or somewhere else. He's the Giants quarterback. They had a great year this year. And in this NFL, like you see how important the quarterbacks are. You just watched the Super Bowl between the top two vote-getters for MVP. You're not winning in this league in modern-day NFL with a Trent Dilfer or a Rex Grossman or any of these other quarterbacks that have been able to kind of uh, go on the ride and be game managers and have a great defense behind them. You need the guy. You need him. And Daniel Jones will be him once they get him some receivers and some assets and some other guys around him. And he's not going to help the team by trying to play hardball and get $45 million, but I understand you got to keep up with the Joneses. Daniel Jones has got to be paid for what he's done and what he's gone through, and he should get a good long deal. Now, when I'm speaking about the quarterbacks and what they're worth and their value in this modern-day NFL, right? I'm talking about Jalen Hurts and uh, Patrick Mahomes, and M Mahomes has a, a huge deal, a mega deal that's going to be a great deal for Kansas City. They were smart.
But when you look at a guy like Jalen Hurts, he's going to command $45 million. When When it's his time, they're going to pay him. And when I think about Jalen Hurts, I think about all of the naysayers, all of the people that told us what he couldn't do. We all believed him, my, myself included. I believed it. I said, this kid's got to show me. I didn't think he was much of a thrower. Well, he threw for 300 yards in the Super Bowl. He made some throws that really made me say, all right, I got to put respect on his name. And I say that to say this. I, I don't want to hear any more about what Derek Carr can't do, what he won't do. On this station for the last, I don't know how many weeks, I've heard, this guy can't play in the cold. This guy can't win you a Super Bowl. This guy doesn't want to come here. Well, his first stop as a free agent, not under the radar, the, the Raiders getting a uh, permission to go visit the Saints, but his first stop was here in New Jersey, Summit, New Jersey. He's videographed, or he's photographed, videoed at dinner. I think if you're a Jets fan, you got to be looking at Derek Carr as a good option. I understand that he might be the second option, but so what? Your first option is Zach Wilson or Mike White. He's a huge upgrade. And it's football. The guy's been playing football his whole life. His brother was a top pick. If he wants to come here and be in the bright lights of New York City, that's not a guy that you look at and say, oh, he can't win in the cold. Oh, he's not good enough to take you to a Super Bowl. You don't know that. Aaron Rodgers has lost a lot in the cold in his home stadium at Lambeau Field. You don't know what he's going to do either. And he's uh, a little off. I don't know how much he's going to mix here in New York City. My drop, when, when I hear my drop, I wish I could add to it that he's in darkness right now and he's going to find the black hole that is the black hole of the Las Vegas Raiders and all the mistakes they've made over the years drafting and hiring and firing and just not being able to get right and he's going to decide, all right, I want to go to the desert and find isolation. I'm going to reunite with Devontae Adams over Nathaniel Hackett. And Derek Carr is not a bad consolation prize. He shouldn't even be considered that. He's a competitor, and when I look at what he's been able to do, he's done all that despite the organization working against him. They've made terrible decisions, terrible draft picks. They've moved. They've moved the franchise. He's younger, and I think if you bring him here and he gets started early and working with Garrett Wilson versus an Aaron Rodgers who we saw last year complain about his receivers and kind of just show up, and rumors are he showed up out of state, like, you know, I look at Aaron Rodgers as like he might be too big of a headache. And I hear all these Jets fans talking about Derek Carr as if he can't come here and be successful. Oh, he can't get you the Super Bowl. You don't know that. You don't know that. And I thought about Derek Carr probably riding around at some point. He had to be in a car somewhere in New York, New Jersey this weekend on his visit. Did he listen to WFAN at all? Did he tap in to see what the callers and hosts are saying about him? Everybody's saying Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, of course, Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Famer, back-to-back MVPs, has a Super Bowl, of course. But, you know, sometimes the hottest girl in the room is attractive, but when you land her, she could be the biggest headache. You might want to throw her back. I think Derek Carr would be just fine here. So we'll talk tonight about Derek Carr potentially coming to the Jets and the timeline between, okay, when is Aaron Rodgers going to pop up? When are we going to know what he wants to do? He might not even want to be here. You saw Derek Carr physically with your coaches with your organization. He decided to come here. He's going to have a couple options, and I think the Jets are a good option for him. This mercenary quarterback wave in the NFL, right? You saw Tom Brady go to the Tampa Bay Bucks, win him a Super Bowl. The following year, Matthew Stafford goes to the Rams, wins them a Super Bowl. 
I heard a bunch about what Stafford couldn't do and what he was and the dysfunction that he was under in Detroit, right? No one talked about that. He gets out of that. He comes to L.A., and boom, they win the Super Bowl. Why can't that be the same thing with Derek Carr? Maybe maybe Derek Carr is more Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers is more Tom Brady. And there's a lot of Jets fans that have talked about building for the future and not just wanting one or two years. Well, Derek Carr, I think, is the better answer. Of course, we're going to talk about the NBA All-Star tonight. I did not watch a single any bit second of that live. I'm not into it. First off, why are they going from Cleveland last year to Utah to Indiana next year? Are they like, they're like working against themselves. The dunk contest with Mac McClung. Okay. I don't know if everybody knows who Mac McClung is. I've known of him for a while and I do not want to hate on that kid. That kid Combined with Brock Purdy, they're making young white boys across America believe. They're making them believe they can be NFL dunk champions and uh, quarterbacks in the league. They look like Disney movie characters. They they might as well uh, be casted in the next Disney movie. They look like 13-year-old boys. But they are one of one, right? Mac McClung, we, we heard about him coming out of Virginia. I think he broke Allen Iverson's scoring record. Went to Georgetown like Allen Iverson. Transferred to Texas Tech. He hasn't been able to find his way in the NBA. He's undersized. He doesn't fit in this NBA. But, okay, the NBA let a G-leaguer win the NBA dunk contest. He did not save the dunk contest. I don't know why people, Mac McClung saved the dunk contest. What are you talking about, bro? The dunk contest is supposed to be the best players in the NBA. We want to see these guys do something we've never seen them do. I'm not hating on the kid. He won the contest. He was great. He got an opportunity. He seized the day. But this guy has played in two NBA games, I think I read. The fewest games played by an NBA dunk contest winner before that was 39 games. Young Kobe Bryant. Now, we're talking about Kobe Bryant and Mac McClung as the two, like, with the least amount of games played in a dunk contest. Like, you can't compare these two guys. And like I said, we've known about Mac. We've been seeing him dunk. Since high school, he did not save the dunk contest. John Morant comes out and says he's not going to do it. These guys don't want to do the dunk contest because they don't want to be put in a position where they're going to lose. And now you're letting G-leaguers in. You might as well find every viral dunker out there on the internet. There's a bunch of guys that have a ton of followers for crazy dunks. They can never play five on five. They can never be in the NBA. So if that's the direction that the NBA wants to go in, fine. The skills championship or the the skills challenge, I think Utah won that. Score one for the home team. But from what I saw, it was not a good watch. Uh, Giannis and his brothers, Giannis couldn't do it. Drew Holiday subbed in. Then they had the the rookies. Um, we're, We're making it the skills challenge, but we're not really like practicing skills in the way that they should be taught. It's just like, oh, bounce this ball the best way you could bounce pass it through the hoop. Don't actually bounce it like you're taught to do a bounce pass. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old. It just doesn't do it for me. I grew up when it was box office, when you were excited to see the NBA All-Star game. Damian Lillard, Dame Time wins the three-point shooting contest. Good for him. Third time's a charm. Uh, He knocks off a former winner in Buddy Heald. He does it in Utah where he went to Weber State, uh, 30 minutes away in Ogden, Utah. Good, good story around that. And that's what I will give the NBA credit for. They did a good job of all the antics and nonsense so you could see their players and their personality. I don't think any league does that better than the NBA as far as you recognizing the top players in their game and them giving them a platform. uh, So much so that they've 
almost ruin the league. But one guy I, I thought didn't deserve a platform this weekend, and that's Carl Malone. And I understand that people get over things, but I also understand that people drag folks online. They want to cancel people over nonsense. You know, as much as Kyrie Irving is irritating and delusional, he got booed in Utah, but Carmelone didn't. Kyrie got booed by fans that think he's a team cancer. He's destroyed teams that he was on by forcing his way out. Completely fine, completely legal. Carl Malone, 40 years ago, knocked up a 13-year-old little girl when he was 20 years old in college. And I understand it was 40 years ago, but why did the NBA feel the need to bring him back to the surface? It just adds more attention to the story I just mentioned. If you didn't know the story back when it happened 40 years ago, if you didn't know it 20 years ago, you know it now. And his quote about it was, I'm not discussing any of that backlash. I don't care. That's my life. That's my personal life. And I'll deal with that like I've had to deal with everything, so whatever. That's not a good enough answer, Carl. And I understand the mailman is back in Utah I don't know, I guess Stockton wasn't as available. They had to get somebody uh, from Utah. But I don't understand why the NBA wanted to give him a platform. And they do all of this other stuff. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Are we supposed to forget now because he's almost 60 and the girl is 53 and the kid is a grown person at 40? It's just a foul situation. And uh, the NBA should hold the L with that one. We'll get to a point tonight later in the night, as we usually do, where we get into the weeds on baseball. We'll talk Yanks. We'll talk Mets. I love that Steve Cohen had a lot to say about the Mets. Hopefully, in our system, we have some of those quotes. What a guy. What an owner to have. From the Wilpons to the Cohens, it's different. And uh, he's on a mission. The Make It Happen Mets are about to try and make it happen again this year, and they've got a lot of new faces. One thing I've enjoyed as I've had to watch the Mets and watch coverage on them is they have all-stars. They have a bunch of different guys these last two years. These are not your father's Mets, and let's see what they do. Uh, I'm a Yankees fan, if you guys don't know that, and my approach has changed with the Yankees. You know, if you've heard me in the last couple weeks, I've been very critical of Brian Cashman. Well, the players reported this weekend it's not about Cashman anymore. It's about the players. It's on the players to get it done, to chase for 28, to talk about it. Oh, we want to bring a title back to New York. Well, be about it. Go get it done. It starts right now in spring training. So positive energy, positive vibes. I meditated. I thought about it. I'm like, I'm not coming through and hating on Aaron Hicks anymore, Josh Donaldson, IKF. They're on the team. Players come and go. The fans are forever. We root for the laundry, the pinstripes, the road grays, whoever is wearing that Navy blue Yankee cap. And these guys are on the team. And until they're not, I got to rock with them. Doesn't mean I'm necessarily rooting for them to play or get at bats or, you know, be in the starting lineup. But I want the Yankees to win a World Series more than anything else as far as my sports teams and championships or why I watch sports. So I'm all in again. Until they piss me off and until they do something stupid. And uh, I'm not wasting any more time talking about what Cashman had to say on the radio. It is about... The players now, who is who and what is is what in training camp. I'm looking at Clark Schmidt. Is he going to rise up and be the fifth starter over Domingo Herman? Maybe we'll have a six-man rotation. Who knows? They're saying DJL MVP is ready to return to MVP form. I would love to see it. He says he's excited about where he's at. He's 100%. Let's see it. They're talking about Giancarlo Stanton as an option in left field. Sounds good until it doesn't end good. 
If he can run, put him out there. They're talking about Judge playing left field. I don't know. They're going to figure it out with who they have. I'm a fan. I'm a radio host. I'll be locked in, paying attention, and watching. Later tonight, we'll talk baseball. Other than that, I can't wait to hear from you. We're 20 minutes into my show, 877-337-6666. Paul O'Neill is back, like I told you guys, after the COVID standoff. We already talked about that last week. But we'll talk some more about that and what to expect with the Yankees, the Mets, the Giants, the Jets. No Knicks, no Nets. We're in the all-star break. Oh, puck-wise, we've got Islanders, Penguins coming up. Well, on right now at 7. And then Jets, Rangers on right now at 7. Paulie and I went and saw the Devils last night. I already heard you repping Steve's lose-a-peg Jets. (laughs) And the lose-a-peg Jets did just that. So the Rangers should knock them off tonight. And we'll have fun. We'll pass the time. Keep McPherson on the fan. Call me up and be a part of the show. Tweet at me at Keep McPherson. I will be right. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets, for the first time in 15 years, are champions of the National League. When New York sports happens... Talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Hey, here we go. Right back at it on The Fan. Keith McPherson checking right back in. Call me up, 877-337-6666. Taking your calls and talking sports. What else? Now, back to what I was saying. I mean... I think I set the table pretty well. We're going to talk Daniel Jones. We're going to talk Derek Carr. That's Giants and Jets right there. NBA All-Star was mid to me. Uh, Didn't watch any of it live. Just went back and watched the re-air and saw the highlights. Uh, If you want to talk about the dunk contest, we can. If you want to talk about uh, the game, you know, Tatum scoring over 50 is ridiculous. But it is what it is. And uh, I also think it's ridiculous for players like Jalen Brown and the coach, Mike Malone, to come out and say this is the worst basketball game they've ever seen. That's not basketball. Uh, I think it's kind of counterproductive to what the NBA is trying to do. But, like, who cares? I don't care. I I just said in my open, I don't know what the NBA is trying to do, period. 
You go from Cleveland to Utah to Indiana. Those are your three cities in a row. Well, I'll see you guys in 2025 when you get to Crypto.com Arena in L.A. The MLB All-Star Game in L.A. was great. So I'll see you in 2025 when the NBA pulls up there. But other than that, I think I've said enough. And we'll wait for the Yankees and Mets spring training conversations. I know, I know, it's just spring training. Like, Don't baseball fans get annoyed when people that aren't baseball fans don't understand the hype and excitement around just pitchers and catchers re- reporting. Now you've got all the players together. Like, I know people don't get it, but we're days away from the first games. At the end of this week, we will get games, and we will start to get data and intel and numbers and start to figure out where we're going this season with our teams, who's where, who's playing where, what we can come to expect. And that's exciting if you like baseball. If you don't like baseball, that's a personal problem. I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what to do with you. I've given up on trying to convince people that baseball is cool or they should watch baseball. And now MLB is completely changing baseball where the rules are going to be different this year. I don't know what to expect. In my meditation about the Yankees, though, I did come to like this conclusion and this thought. I'm like, they have to win now. They have to win before baseball gets too weird, before they expand and they add two teams and they change the divisions and then it's really a crapshoot, right? They already are approaching this thing like, oh, it's a crapshoot. Anybody can win. Oh, it's a crapshoot. Just got to get in and win. Um, (laughs) The Yankees better take advantage of baseball as it is and uh, get back to a World Series before it gets all crazy when, you know, I don't know, Manfred turns this league into a complete different uh, league than we've seen. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up and join the show. Leading off, as per usual, young Josh and Passaic. Josh, I came to look for you in Section 230 last night. I did not see you at the Devils game. I know. I had I had a few pe- I had a few people tweet and email you. I guess you didn't see that. I got no emails. Um, I got no tweets. I had a few guys tweet out my seats. I guess they didn't get it. They told me they did. Nah, I did not get it. And I, I was checking, and Paulie is here with me. Paulie came and took the walk. We were looking for young Josh in section, section 230. We walked up there, didn't see you. Not that I know what you look like. But, uh, yeah, that's a miss. Sorry about it, bro. We did try. Right. Well, I, mean, I think next game that we'll both be at, I will make a meeting point. That will be easier. All good. So what you got for us tonight? Well, with Daniel Jones, I mean, if he really wants, like, you know, the best for the team, maybe he could take a little pay cut like he saw Brady do and they could build a few guys. Because right now, the salary the salary cap is pretty much full. And if he wants to go out and get Barkley, he better not ask for too much money. Uh, I wouldn't compare it to Brady, though. Because when Brady started taking pay cuts, he had a couple Super Bowls. He was already established. And he was ring chasing. He was taking less money to add better players to the team so that they could get back. To the big game. Daniel Jones is in a position right now where he's got to make the most money he can make. And I understand the price that they put out there, $45 million. The Giants aren't going to pay him that, but it's negotiations, like I said. What I will say is Daniel, Daniel Jones deserves some respect. He deserves some money. And uh, he's he's dealt with a ton of disrespect from his draft day. Where I, I just will always remember the, the video of the, the kids hearing his name, and they're falling out on the floor in disgust. That the the Giants took Daniel Jones six overall. He was booed at Yankee Stadium. Like this guy has fought through a lot. He deserves his big payday, 
it just can't be $45 million, and it won't be. I think they'll figure something out, though. It'll be like a three- to five-year deal. They're saying he's going to command $40 million, but I think, you know, there's ways to structure this contract. We're going to find out a lot about Joe Shane and how he does business or how he sees himself doing business with the Giants as they cur- currently stand, and we're going to learn a lot about Daniel Jones, too. I think right now he's he's letting his people handle it, as he should, right? This is This is not for him to worry about. He handled his business on the field, now he's got new representation that's supposed to go out there and get him top dollar, and they'll deal with the uh, front office. I, I really can't call the exact number. I just think they should not franchise tag him, and they'd be fools to lose him to another team that outbids them. And with the, the NBA also thing, the one thing that I still like seeing is a three-point contest. So at least that stars won the play. Now you saw Curry last year. Lillard this year because otherwise than that as you said with the dunk contest I'm like who who is this playing you need you need the the stars of the league right that's the whole thing it's all star these are all stars like we need all the stars competing and if they don't want to compete then do away with this stuff for Lillard I was happy for Lillard because he's not that decorated he's never won an MVP he's never advanced to the finals won a finals MVP you know he's got all stars and he's like one of the last of the Mohicans. And I know people say, like, don't say the last of the Mohicans. But he's one of those last guys that is sticking to, okay, I was drafted here. I want to win here. I'm not ducking the grind. I'm not doing it the wrong way. I heard Giannis talking about, oh, Dwayne Wade, you did it the right way. You stayed with, with the team that drafted you and won. They're never going to win in Portland. He just won his third or his third try. He just won the three-point championship, the three-point shooting contest or whatever in his third try. Good for him to have that moment back in Utah where he went to school 30 minutes away. And I don't know why Julius Randle thought that he could take home yeah. that three-point contest. I don't think he I mean, thought. Even Reggie Miller was talking against him. Another reason why I say they're all stars. The Nets had a guy named Yuta Watanabe with a, a, a pretty high three-point percentage shot. No, he doesn't take as many shots as Julius Randle, but he would have been a good guy to sub in. And we all knew it wasn't gonna be uh it wasn't gonna be great for Julius Randle trying to compete with those shooters and then young Kaiden Randle goes viral with his reaction again. I feel like they gotta they gotta give that little kid a break. He's a little kid. <laughs> they use his face anytime they can. And uh yeah, it was tough for Julius Randle and Jericho Sims. Like Jericho Sims jumps in the rim, puts his upper body in the rim, and then comes down and unfolds a piece of paper that says fifty on it. It was cringe. It was awkward. <laughs> Like, this is not it. At least Quentin Grimes showed out in the um, the Rising Stars game. That was a good showing for the New York Knicks. Honestly, if I had to pick a guy, though, from the Nets, that I think would have the biggest chance. I feel like Seth Curry, though, because when he's open and healthy, he's pretty much automatic. But going on, baseball's new rules. Who thinks more valuable now? Better pitchers because you have the band of the shift and less time or better hitters? Uh, I can't call it yet. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. I've been trying to reserve judgment until we we can see how the game is played, but I think it's going to be on the pitchers. And now it isn't just who's the better pitcher. It's who can adapt to the pitch clock, the pitch out rule, and adapt their game so that they're still dominant under these new rules, right, without the shift. Um, I think it's, 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 it's always about pitching. It's always an arms race. It's always about who has the best arms at the end of the season. Makes it like a good time to be a rookie, Keith. It is a good time to be a rookie. I mean, some of these young guys are coming into the league with some things that are going to help them out. 
And we'll see who takes advantage. I don't know. And I, that's what I said. I'm positive energy on the Yankees. Maybe the Yankees are built for this new um, Manfred League baseball, and maybe this is the year. Right, kids, under Let's go, Devils. Have a good night. Let's go, Devils. Thanks for the call. Let's go from here. Young Josh. We've done this before. Young Josh. Regular Josh. I don't want to call him old Josh in the Bronx. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. It's your house. But, Keith, this, this thing, Joe Shane was brought in to be the general manager. He can figure out the, the salary cap, and I'm with you on everything, you know? Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say that one thing. But, you know, on on the other shows and everything, it, it just doesn't matter to me because I'm calling you and I'm here listening to you and I appreciate and respect your opinions and all the callers. And that young Josh, he is something else. Thank you for taking my call, Keith. Have a great show. Thanks for the call, Josh and Josh. You know what? Like, I don't know if I've ever actually spoken on it, but, like, Young Josh and Josh from the Bronx, Josh from Passaic, Josh from the Bronx, like they are on the line as soon as my show starts. So I go to them because they did the smart thing. They had to have been calling in during C-Mac's bridge show. So first come, first serve. Let's throw another call in. Hmm, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Mike is in Connecticut. Mike, you're on the fan. I just called in. I counted. I knew you were going to get to me. You're the man. <laughs> you got it. You're on. <laughs> I, I'm disappointed in the work ethic in pro sports, uh, especially the NBA. I didn't even go anywhere near that all-star game last night. It's getting I to just, a point. I, I was talking about this today I, on, a, on a podcast, right? Because how do we teach kids, right, you know, the game of basketball and, like, playing organized basketball and other sports when they idolize these players – and they watch their every move, and they watch how, you know, they, they're literally, they're imitating these kids. There was a viral video of, like, third graders, and they're doing the, uh, you know, too short celebration uh, on his you head. They're just, you know, you they're... Don't, you, don't, you don't see the fu- the fundamentals. When I played in college, catch the passes with two hands. Yeah. Throw to the outside so said, shoulder. We have, don't, a, we have don't. a skills challenge where these guys are not, like, showing off their skills in a fundamental way. They're just trying to win the challenge. I don't know. I just yeah, look at the then, NBA. It, it is the player empowerment league, and now it is a uh, you know it's a runaway. Like I don't know. It's it's gone to a place <laughs> where these guys they force trades. They don't want to play. I'm glad Anthony Edwards spoke out on that. He's like the only thing I don't like about the league right now is guys resting. Play. Just, it could be somebody's first attitude. time watching you play. Show up and play if you can play. If you're 80 percent, play. The players. The players in the 70s and 80s, when I, I played in, in the 70s and 80s, and they were multi-purpose players. They could pass, play defense, and rebound and block shots. Now, right over half court, they shoot threes. That's all the guy does. What fun is that watching? I don't know. I guess so they, I think, you know, they think it's more exciting for the young kids. And Rob and Manfred sees that, thing. and he's like, hey, we got to change baseball to be more like the NBA. I don't know about that. You could see, say the same thing about baseball. I've never seen so many players take a call third strike in the last three or four years in my life. It makes me yeah, sick. Yeah, take the bat off your shoulder. How do you go whatever, down whatever like that? Swing the bat. Strikes, you, know, you know, pay attention. Be aggressive. There's no aggressive hitting anymore. No, these guys it's want like first base. The they want to give in to them. I've watched plenty of Yankees try and assume their way into a walk. Strike three. 
Yeah. It's, right. it's interesting where know. sports are going with social media, too. I think it's, it's all part of it. Thanks for the call, Mike. It's like these guys are so worried about their personal brands. And, you know, even with Katie and Kyrie, I might have to pull up some of the audio. Katie and Kyrie are out at All-Star. And they're shifting the narrative, right? Because now they're at All-Star. They got there as Brooklyn Nets. Maybe that's another reason why I didn't care for the All-Star game. The Brooklyn Nets weren't represented at all. There's no one from the Brooklyn Nets there. Like old times. But uh, I'm listening to KD and Kyrie, right? And Kyrie's talking about how, you know, since when is it bad to make the right business decision for you and your family and your happiness? You're not going to get along with every employer. Okay. I listen to KD say, well, you know, it brings more attention to the league. It's good for the league. I got a bunch of tweets when that trade went through. It's good for the league. It's good for... Wait, 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 wait. Now it's good for the league and you're doing what's best for you. What happened to the team? What happened to the organization? You opted into a contract for Kyrie and you signed a four-year commitment to KD. What happened to all that? Oh, now it's about entertainment value for the league and making trades to, uh, you know, make the trade deadline more exciting. Now Kyrie's talking about, oh, yeah, I'm making the best decision for me. And they kind of alluded to the fact that, like, here we go with the player empowerment movement again, that the owners make all the money and that the owners and GMs have been moving players around and assets around forever. What's wrong with the players having the power to decide where they want to play? What's wrong with it is you're, you're killing the fans, right? Kyrie Irving gets booed in Utah for being a team cancer. The fans boo him. They don't boo Carl Malone. These young fans don't really know about Carl Malone. They know that Kyrie has uh, been this grim reaper of sorts, going from Cleveland to Boston to Brooklyn to Dallas. So the fans, Kyrie Irving, boo. And judging the dunk contest, Carl Malone. I don't know where we're at. I don't know what the young kids think. I'm not a kid anymore. But when I was a kid watching the NBA and watching the All-Star game, it was like the mashup episode. I don't know, like Marvel versus Capcom. The Super Friends meet the Justice League. Like, I don't know. You know those uh, old cartoons where you'll see like Spider-Man crossover, like a DC Marvel crossover? That's what the All-Star game is supposed to be. You're supposed to see these guys at the height of their powers showing off. That's why I played that Kobe clip Friday because Kobe was one of the last guys to walk into the All-Star game like, I'm tearing you up, I'm cooking you, you can't check me, you can't guard me, you can't run, we're playing, we're hooping tonight. Now these guys go out there, I got a problem with Giannis. Giannis should have stepped down. Giannis should have let somebody else get into the All-Star game. I don't know, maybe they would have put Jalen Brunson in. He, he started the game, scores a bucket, checks out of the game, and then he's done. And now Woj is reporting on his, his wrist injury. Okay, if he was hurt, he should have been out completely. But he wants to be the center of the tension, the Greek freak, NBA darling, of course. LeBron James. LeBron James took three straight games off after breaking the NBA all-time scoring record. He shows up to the Super Bowl. The fans boo him because he's been load managing and you know, it's this uh, like long live the king victory lap tour, which I'm fine with, but I'm speaking on it. He puts on a fake crown to signify I'm the king. Nothing you peasants can do about it. LeBron James hurts his finger in the game last night. LeBron James is the biggest figure in basketball. I don't know if he's going to be able to go Friday, but when you see him kind of sprain his finger, come out of the game, it makes other guys like, nope, nope, not me. 
Not me. I don't want to play. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to hurt myself in the All Star game and then mess myself up for the second half push. I'm in a contract year, or I just force my way onto a super team. I'm trying to win the championship. What example does it set for the kids? I don't know. I think parents and coaches need to separate the two. The same way KD says, hey, it's for entertainment value. And I've been telling Nets fans that are hurt over seeing KD in a a Suns uniform, Kyrie in a Mavs uniform. Like, hey, the fans are forever. We rep our teams locally or the team that we fell in love with that isn't local, and we're loyal to the laundry. These guys are hired guns. you got to take it as entertainment value. No, they're not WWE superstars. They're not tennis players. They're not golfers. But they kind of move like they're individuals, and they don't care if they leave organizations behind, fan bases behind. They'll just package it as, it's good for business, it's good for league, it's best business move for me, I'm out to get my money, and I'm out to win, and I'm on to the next team. I've got no loyalty to an organization or a team. Got to separate that from the young kids. The young kids got to learn about teamwork and having each other's back and not being all about yourself, being an asset to the team, being all about everyone else. I don't know. Parents got to teach them. 877-337-6666. If you want to call in and join the show, at Keith McPherson on Twitter. Just went live on Instagram. Shout out to the people watching on Instagram. First time I've ever gone live on Instagram while taking calls. Hopefully that worked. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Yo, 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 yo. Happy Monday night, February 20th, President's Day, as we proceed. Thanks for listening on the free Odyssey app or on 101.9 FM. Maybe you're doing the AM 660. Nah, you might be. I don't know. But I appreciate you checking in. I appreciate everyone listening. Programming alert in about an hour Eddie Gonzalez, host of the Etcetera podcast with KD, will join us at 9. We'll talk NBA with Eddie. So let's table some of the NBA All-Star dunk contest, three-point contest, NBA All-Star game talk uh, until we, you know, we check in with the guy who covers the NBA for FanDuel TV and has a podcast with uh, one of the most famous and one of the most decorated players in the NBA, Kevin Durant. Uh, we'll we'll talk to Eddie about some NBA things at 9. Let's go back to talking about New York football and the quarterbacks out there. Uh, I think that on the Giants side, you have a guy. You have a guy that you drafted, number 6 overall, and he's survived different head coaches. He survived Dave Gettleman. He survived not having any talent around him. Um, look at what he did this year. And I and I keep hearing the number 15, 15, 15, 15. Why do, why do I keep hearing the number 15, folks? Because that is a way to knock Daniel Jones. 15 touchdowns, 15 passing touchdowns. And then you, can, you compare Daniel Jones to other quarterbacks in better systems with more talent as if, like, Daniel Jones also wasn't in a system where they were conservative, where they weren't taking chances because it was brand new a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator, a new regime, a new GM. I look at Daniel Jones like 
You just started to scratch the surface of what this kid could be. Take out the passing touchdowns and the, or lack thereof. Add his rushing touchdowns and the rushing yards and just the threat that he gives you as Vanilla Vic. Perfect nickname for the kid. He's so vanilla. I bet he hates all the conversation going on right now. I bet he's not listening to WFAN at all. I think Derek Carr might have. I think Derek Carr may have been in a car somewhere in the New Jersey, New York area. If he's still around, I don't know. But I think there's a chance he was in the car and radio was on and someone's scrolling through the channels. Maybe it's him. And he stopped on 101.9 FM. Let's hear what the Jets fans are saying about me. And honestly, it hasn't been great. And I'm hoping to kind of change some of that tonight because all this Aaron Rodgers hype, man, I think it's like, you know, as we were talking about the NBA and these players and the player empowerment, I've had a few calls where people said, we just got rid of Kyrie Irving. Don't bring Aaron Rodgers here. These guys that get to this level of stardom and fame and excellence in their sport, not all of them know how to handle it well. And when you throw that into this New York pot, it's flammable. Aaron Rodgers coming here would be great in theory. Aaron Rodgers, just the quarterback. But you're not going to get just his quarterback play. And let's say you did. I don't know why people still assume that Aaron Rodgers gets you to the, the Super Bowl. What was the last Super Bowl Aaron Rodgers got to? In Green Bay. With talent around him. If you're coming to the Jets, you've, you've got to overcome the jerseys. you got to overcome the fact that they're the Jets. Sorry, Jets fans. You know I'm telling the truth. Like, there's just a lot of bad omens and same old Jets and J-E-T-S just end the season type vibes when you're looking at gang green. I just think that he doesn't want to follow in Brett Favre's footsteps. I just think that this is a guy that enjoys his privacy and talks about his inner circle. And when you come here to New York, that that's smashed. There is, there's no privacy for you as the quarterback of the Jets. There's no privacy for you as... You know, this new guy, like, if Aaron Rodgers comes here, the conversation every day shifts to the hype train of the New York Jets. Oh, my Super Bowl, they're Super Bowl bound. They've got Aaron Rodgers. He can go toe-to-toe with Pat Mahomes. He's got Garrett Wilson. He's got Brees Hall coming back. This defense, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And then you don't know how Aaron Rodgers is going to act or behave or what he's going to say or how he's going to mesh. In the locker room, one thing I had in my notes about Derek Carr is he's younger. I think he'll vibe better with the guys in that locker room. They've got a lot of young talent. They've got a lot of young guys. Aaron Rodgers is about to be 40, and he's stuck in his ways. Aaron Rodgers is 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 great, but he's failed a ton, too. I'm tired of hearing the cold weather stuff. They always are looking for things to, like, break down these quarterbacks and attack these quarterbacks. Like, the, the weather to me is a small thing. We've got global warming going on anyway. It ain't getting that cold during the football season for the Jets. And Aaron Rodgers, like, I don't know. I, I get it that he's back-to-back MVP as the league went into COVID and out of COVID, but he's come up short a ton. I've watched him fail a ton in Green Bay. So he's not a 100% surefire getting anyone to the Super Bowl. He couldn't do it in the last few years with a, a team in Green Bay that had an offense, defense, Receivers, running back. So I just look at Aaron Rodgers, and I'm kind of moving away from the, oh, yes, Aaron Rodgers is number one, priority one. If you can get a quarterback, sure. But you also got to think about the fact that you got to trade for Aaron Rodgers. So you have to give up assets and pay him and tolerate him 
and walk around on eggshells hoping that uh, he doesn't say the wrong thing or doesn't want to, like, trip off ayahuasca or go on his retreats or do any of that stuff. Like, he, you know, he might he might have a, a reawakening and decide week seven, I don't want to play anymore. Derek Carr is motivated. Derek Carr wants to salvage the rest of his career. Derek Carr you would just sign. You don't have to give up picks for. And he won't be a headache. headache. He's a family man. He's a, a God-fearing man. He doesn't even swear. So I think we need to talk up Derek Carr a little more, especially because he came here. He was in New Jersey at a restaurant that people listening right now probably have ate at. I don't know the name of the restaurant. Something with an F in Summit, New Jersey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.